0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Can't believe it's here. Week 18, we started breaking down the first half of games yesterday for you. The front half, eight games. We'll go through the back half. No Monday night football, but we will close with the Sunday night football game in-depth. The Raiders and Chargers playoff berth on the line as a wild card in the AFC. So we'll look at that here to uh, close our matchups so for the season, regular season. We'll still continue to do that for you. In the wildcard round, divisional, a lot of good stuff coming in fantasy football. Doesn't end there, as we know. There's a lot of games we can play all the way through Super Bowl 56. So we'll be with you all the way and all through the offseason as we look at free agency and the draft and continue our advanced scouting there for 2022. Before we dive into the second half of games and breaking them down for you, thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We are free and available to you on all platforms. All right. Bengals-Browns is where we pick up now from the 1 p.m. Eastern time window on Sunday here. The Bengals have decided to rest Joe Burrow. Makes a lot of sense. He had the right finger injury. Tweaked his knee a little bit in that final drive there with Brandon Allen needing to come in and they kicked the game-winning field goal against the Chiefs with Evan McPherson. So Burrow's going to be resting. Brandon Allen is in there. We'll see who else they rest here. I would expect you'll see some of the wide receivers regularly there, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. They need to put something out there. CJ Uzama, we liked him as a sleeper, but he's banged up, so watch that. They might have to adjust their passing game overall and maybe just go with a run-heavy approach. The other twist and turn here for the Bengals is that Joe Mixon is on the COVID-19 list, so this could be a shell of a Bengals team. It could be a lot of Brandon Allen, some Ajay P Ryan maybe some Chris Evans action. Captain America gets in there. Steve Rogers is there against Cleveland. We know he's had one good game against Detroit earlier in the season as a receiver. So we'll see. P. Ryan and Evans definitely could be your backfield here in Week 18. They're not going to take any chances. Now the Bengals have an outside shot at moving up to number 1 and number 2. They're trying to stay ahead of the Bills there for number 3. It's going to be tough anyway. You look at it, the Browns have nothing to play for. They are maybe looking to play spoiler here and sweep the Bengals, get some positivity here from the season that was very disappointing here with Baker Mayfield and the rest. So be wary of the Bengals. If their receivers play, even with Brandon Allen, you have to think of them the same way. Just drop your expectations a little bit. Right now, we should prepare. P. Ryan is going to go as the lead here, and it makes sense as well. If you're already resting, resting Burrow, here and treating this as a buy in, in essence you get a buy now before playing in the playoffs so however you look at it then you can maintain that momentum as well there by playing in the wild card round so a lot of ways to look at it for cincinnati even though they don't get the traditional buy here moving up to number one is the only way to do it and that's a long shot here ahead of both the titans and chiefs will so not play for it anyway And if the chiefs win there it's going to be hard anyway to get up there because the chiefs are still one game ahead of the bengals so that should also help them decide to ease and rest up players here, depending on that Kansas City-Denver result there on Saturday afternoon. So a lot of things at play, I think I'd avoid the Bengals unless you know for sure Mixon is out and you can go in that direction. Brandon Allen, I think the matchup is just too tough. The weather in Cleveland, the Cleveland defense with Miles Garrett and such. They also have a couple offensive linemen. Quinton Spain and Trey Hopkins, their interior left guard and center, are on the COVID-19 list as well. That doesn't bode well necessarily for the Bengals in front of that Browns defensive line with Miles Garrett and company. Now, on the Browns side of things, uh, it's going to be Case Keenum versus Brandon Allen in this game because they've shut down Baker Mayfield. The playoffs are out of reach here for Cleveland. Can't even get a wild card now, sub 500. So it's over for Cleveland in terms of games that mean much in 2021. they'll play out the string here, so Case Keenum doesn't change the offense all that much, and Nick Chubb battling multiple injuries, as well as now Kareem Hunt with the ankles, so something to watch there. Maybe it's a little Dearness Johnson time, and remember Keenum and Dearness Johnson did get a win at home for Cleveland against uh, the Broncos, so could have a similar scenario play out here, especially the Bengals are judicious about playing some of their key defensive players in this game. Well, the three-point favorite spread goes in favor of the Browns, because the Bengals state here, 40 and a half is the overrunner. It's not expecting a lot of points here. If Chubb goes, he's in there. They might be careful with Kareem Hunt. There's nothing to lose again, nothing to play for here, nothing to rest for. So you think they'd play Chubb and Hunt in this game and the Bengals back up. So let's watch that throughout. I mean, if you want to take a chance on a tight end, Austin Hooper is uh, battling an issue here, so he might not be out there. Besides, Harrison Bryant has uh, been been the guy last two weeks scored touchdowns uh david njoku has a shoulder injury so he might not play hooper should play through his hand issue but again bryant coming on maybe seeing a little bit more of the future here in cleveland to help this offense going forward and jarvis landry if you need him you can go in there but again not a lot of upside from playing anyone in the cincinnati cleveland game the battle of ohio a shell of itself in what it could have been if the Bengals and browns were playing for the afc north would have been a completely different game and story here and a lot more regular players that you could trust in this game instead you have two quarterbacks who are not playing in the finale let's go to the Patriots Dolphins game now the Dolphins have been eliminated this is a lower over under at 40 the Patriots are six and a half point road favorite so sp- despite losing by a point in week one New England lost at home to Miami there so let's examine here I think it's an ugly defensive game and you look at the Patriots, I mean, they're going to stick with running the ball. The Dolphins had been a lot better against the run than they saw Dante Foreman and Dr. L. Hilliard and the Titans. They ran all over them. Same one-two punch here with Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson there. So I do like the Patriots to win the game, handle their business here pretty well. I know Miami's been a trouble spot for them. They already got the loss out of the way. Mac Jones is playing a lot better than Tua Tagvola at this point. His receivers have also come on, so... Again, uh, we see in the receiving core, uh, Jacoby Myers is a little bit banged up. Christian Wilkerson really came on. We could see Nelson Aguilar have a return from his concussion this week, so that could complicate matters. You also have Kendrick Bourne. You also have the tight end. So really, I think he's going to be a running game tight end type of situation for New England to win this. They're not going to blow out the Dolphins. They're going to have to grind it. Keep in mind, the Dolphins allow two tight end touchdowns as well as being gashed by the run. We've already talked about the correlation between run defense issues and tight end coverage issues. And the Patriots will definitely exploit that here. So Hunter Henry's been quiet. Johnny Smith hasn't done anything. But I think in this game, you'll see a a pivot there from Mac Jones, a running game to the tight ends here. This one where I trust most, where I'm not interested in the Patriots wide receivers because you still have two very good corners there, Xavier Howard and Byron Jones on the other side. So we know it's going to be low scoring, not necessarily a shootout. So stick with the grinding players, and that's, The two backs, Harris as in RB2 and Stevenson as a flex play uh, this week, uh, follow what they did last week, a little bit uh, just temper expectations because the Dolphins are not as awful as the Jaguars are. Now, from the Dolphins' side of things, what can you trust? Really nothing here. I mean, maybe Duke Johnson Jr., if you want to stretch, he is getting good volume. The Patriots can give up garbage we've seen to running backs. They give up, remember, big games, to the Titans backs uh, there when they blew them out, they gave up a good game to Darrell Ogunbowale catching passes. So, so maybe some garbage time check downs. We know Duke is the best at doing that here versus Miles Gaskin and Philip Lindsay. So, the game script should help Duke get some cheap catches. So in PPR, I might feel a little bit more inclined or even half point, but in full, with Duke get a little bit touchdown and yardage dependent? I would not go there in this scenario now. Jalen Waddle, I want to play here. He can bounce back nicely here. Devontae Parker, I'm not going to go. I mean, Jalen Waddle's just too talented to keep out of your lineups here. So he's a wide receiver three. They want to see a little bit more of him here, obviously, to close the season. So we'll definitely look at uh, what Miami does in this game there with the receivers. But can't expect too much with that Patriots secondary, J.C. Jackson and company being a tough uh, Definitely assignment for Tua here in the final game. So, a little Alabama action here before the Alabama game against Georgia. It's not going to have as many fireworks, folks. So, so again, two games you want to avoid early is the ones we've broken down first before you got them out of the way. We'll get into six more intriguing matchups here before this show's over here on Matchup Thursday. I can't believe it's the last Matchup Thursday of the regular season. But don't fret, bet online. Uh, there's still plenty of time to get in on football action. Bet online would like to. Wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign today and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager in all your favorite sports line is where the game starts. Alright, time to continue the show, breaking down three more games. We'll get to six total here all the way through Sunday Night Football. Don't forget the Chargers Raiders a lot on the line here. Now, maybe a few more high-scoring games here before it's all said and done for this uh, regular season in 2021, extending to 2022. Thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We are free and available to you on all platforms. Now... Jets Bills. So we transitioned from one all AFC matchup to another. We know there's all division games in the final week of the season. This one is week 18. 16 and a half point favorites. The Bills aren't home. 43 is the over under. Let's start with the Jets. Get them out of the way. Michael Carter didn't practice early with a concussion, so I don't know if he's going to be cleared. It was a pretty bad looking concussion there. Look, I know it's linear, so it just, he's cleared or good to go or not. But I would say that uh, they'll be really very careful if it's one way or the other if he's limited in practice there doesn't get the full green light i think you're looking at michael carter missing this game so that leaves a committee of ty johnson and tevin coleman who else do they want to trot out there in this game so in austin walter so i don't like it at all here so i'm gonna avoid the jets backfield altogether michael carter plays he has some appeal. The Bills have given up some yardage and production to running backs. We've seen it with Mike Davis uh, on the lower end and Jonathan Taylor on the high end. So Carter's in there, that's the only Jets running back I would trust. Now, we want to play Braxton Berrios again. He's been on fire scoring the last two weeks in different capacities in uh, the return game and rushing game, also being their leading receiver. But he has a quad injury. He didn't practice Wednesday, so we'll monitor that. At the same time, Jameson Crowder got a limited practice, so maybe Crowder returns to be the guy here for Zach Wilson over Berrios. But either way, let's bury Berrios and and not crowd-crowder in our fantasy football wide receiver rankings here for Week 18. Just not interested there at all in the Jets offense. Zach Wilson, extremely brutal matchup in the elements on the road against the Bills defense that has its groove back. So avoid all the Jets, and uh, that's uh, there and simple there. Now Josh Allen is definitely a play here. He's Come on strong. I know it's a bad game passing against the Falcons. Two interceptions, not 200 yards. The weather was not very good, though. Snowy conditions. We'll see if that's the case again in Buffalo this time of year. It's January in the regular season. doesn't really happen very often to play in Buffalo there. So we'll see what happens. But I think Josh Allen rebounds. He did score those two rushing touchdowns last week. So I like him. I like Devin Singletary. Singletary's been on fire. One of those sneaky back-end game winners and fantasy football playoff winners uh, not exactly the god penny amon rossi brown levels but devin singletary getting the job done they just finally separated him from zach moss and matt breeda and truly paying off for fantasy here finally with devin singletary so we like that he's going to keep it up the game script should be positive here as well for him and Allen to run all over the jets and the jets are also pretty weak in the secondary thing they need a good tune-up game here for Josh Allen before the playoffs. So I think he'll have Stefan Diggs have a big bounce back game. As well, he's going to go to his principal, Stefan Diggs, Dawson Knox. Get them going here. Gabriel Davis could also get in on the action here. But clearly he's moved on from Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley that kind of pivoted to Davis and Knox playing off Diggs here and Singletary. So start him if you got him. I think Davis is a sneaky deep league flex this week. Diggs is a wide receiver one. You have uh, Knox as a tight end one this week. Bills defense also a great play. So start them if you got them through the Bills. Bench them if you have them or you're thinking about them in DFS on the Jets side, looking for sleepers. Let's uh, transition over to the NFC South. And we have a double shot there of uh, teams and games there. Panthers and Bucks here. The Bucks are eight point favorites here at home, 41.5. You'd think the number would be bigger, but the Bucks could also step off the pedal a little bit here. Look, they could move to number two here, depending on what happens to the 49ers-Rams game, but they're, they're also playing the late afternoon window, so it's playing at the same time. So we'll see what, how the Bucks treat this game. I think Tom Brady figures to play, he can protect himself and be okay. They're down to backup receivers anyway, right? Mike Evans has a hamstring, they might be careful with him and just plug in Brashad Perryman in this matchup, knowing uh, they can probably beat the Panthers with him and Cyril Grayson and Tyler Johnson at wide receiver, knowing they have Rob Gronkowski and Cameron Brait at tight end here. Now, the backfield is a little bit uh, concerning here for the Bucks. Uh, you have an injury to Ronald Jones. We know Leonard Fournette's not playing with a foot injury. He's shut down to at least the playoffs here. You have Ronald Jones, didn't practice with an ankle injury. You did have Keyshawn Vaughn practice, but he's battling some sore ribs. So, could we see some Le'Veon Bell? So... <laughs> Maybe it's a rule that Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell can't produce for the same team at the same time when they're not with the Steelers, but uh, the official word came that Antonio Brown was released, so that's it. He's not coming back. He was still on the team there early in the week and uh, kept out of practice, but he's officially off the team now. So, again, Cyril Grayson is a very intriguing sleeper. The other factor here is the Panthers gave up a lot of big plays downfield to the Saints Pedestrian Receiving Corps last week, and we know... There's about the same level of talent, I would say, with Grayson and Johnson that they had there with the Saints, with Marcus Calloway and uh, little Jordan Humphrey and those type of players. So keep that in mind. The Panthers also, Stephon Gilmore, probably not going to play, not practicing with a growing injury. C.J. Henderson is all already banged up here. So it's not looking good here for the Panthers secondary. So Tom Brady is going to see that immediately, that his old buddy, Gilmore's not out there gilmore did play well against the bucks in the first matchup so he's going to look downfield exploit that and grayson was that guy so grayson's a guy I would trust a little bit more perryman does have some value if he plays in the evan spot here we know gronk can absolutely smash it here as well he led the team in receiving yardage last week and so Brait always a chance to score a touchdown here less interested in tyler johnson just more of a complimentary player and he's maybe by default, their slot guy with Grayson filling in the big play outside role. of Brown, uh, Johnson trying to fill in the mighty cleats of Chris Godwin out for the season, and Perryman more of the plug-and-play for Evans as a big target outside. So that's how it kind of parallels here. Again, they all have some appeal just because of the state of the Panthers' secondary and the state of the Bucks backfield here, where, again, there may not be a lot other than Lemon Bell that would prompt Tom Brady to just go past Happy against Carolina in this matchup in the... Could totally see that here. 41.5 is the over-under, so we covered the home team first there. Let's get to the road team. Sam Darnold, their intent on playing Sam Darnold one more time, even though he was terrible against the Saints. Was sacked seven times. They couldn't move the ball at all. Their touchdown came on the ground to Chuba Hubbard. The Bucks' were in defense a little bit more vulnerable without Lamonte David here. The pass rush not the same without Shaquille Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul. Both of those guys have injuries here, so... That's going to be a concern here with uh, the Bucks and the pass rush, but you can't trust Sam Darnold. This Panthers offensive line is terrible. You still have uh, Joe Tryon-Shnika, who's a very good uh, rookie pass rusher here off the bench. He disrupted a lot of things last week against the Jets. So there's those guys you can get after. That's how putrid the Panthers offensive line is. So with the Panthers, it's pretty much shut them all down because Carlton Davis is back in the lineup for the Bucs. Sean Murphy bunting, Jamil Dean, these main guys. We might even have Richard Sherman back for some depth here for Tampa in this matchup. So don't love it at all for DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson, by the way, didn't practice with a quad injury. So really between Chuba Hubbard, Amir, Abdu- Amir Abdullah, DJ Moore, and Anderson being banged up and Darnold starting, just erase the Panthers from your, our memory here in 2021 going into 2022. Unfortunately, the Joe Brady... Dismissal has made them ugly, and we'll see if we see Cam Newton for a cup of coffee. This could be Cam's last for real official appearance as the Carolina Panthers quarterback here this season. Maybe the last time he steps on the field in the NFL anywhere here, based on where his career has gone here post Patriots. All right, so let's uh, go to a game that actually matters here for at least one side of the equation. The Saints four and a half point. Favorites here, 40 and a half is the over-under. So all these low point totals in these uh, NFC games that we're talking about here. Four and a half uh, again. The Saints, this is how the Saints get in the playoffs. They need 49ers to lose. They beat the Falcons. They're in the playoffs here behind the Eagles as an NFC wild card. So the line, so they're gonna play the regulars. Taysom Hill's fine. He had the right knee issue, shoulder issue that he's battled through, but he's fine. He looked pretty good last week. Marcus Callaway, he's locked in. Hill's big arm is actually a great fit with Callaway, and we've seen it. The past two games, they've been together. One to 100-yard game and one near 100-yard game. So that's a good sign here for Hill. And uh, so Marcus Callaway comes in as a wide receiver three. Wouldn't trust anyone else, Jordan Humphrey. Or uh, looking at the, the situation, Traquan Smith, I don't think he's going to play here. So really, Marcus Callaway stepped up as the number one, kind of coming full circle from how he buzzed and created some flash in the preseason. So if you need him, you can play him. It's a great spot, of course, for Alvin Kamara in this one. We'll see if Mark Ingram returns. He has an knee injury, did not play last week. So a good opportunity for maybe Alvin Kamara to really dominate touches against a uh, front seven that really can't contain what he can do going outside and uh, his receiving value here. So something to watch out here with Alvin Kamara potentially having a big role in the finale and. They're not going to be shy to ride him if he's their ticket into the playoffs in this one. So your principals, Hill, Kamara, Callaway, that's all you're going to look at. The Saints defense, you can always plug and play your lineup as well, well, the way they're playing for Dennis Allen with uh, Cameron Jordan and company here. Cameron Jordan coming off a massive week of pass rushing, and he should get help from Marcus Davenport this week as well, going after the Falcons. So a lot of uh, good stuff to like on the Saints side of things, but stick to your main Assets there for New Orleans. Uh, if you're looking at DFS, good team to target as well in this matchup. Now, the Falcons. Uh, so we heard that Calvin Ridley may want out of Atlanta. So it's gone to uh, just his personal issue and wanting to deal with that. And uh, we respect it. they walking away from the game. But now he might be walking away from the Falcons. So something to think about there for 2022. He might end up in a different spot and different quarterback that could boost his value back to what we know it was in fantasy football. Right now the Falcons have to go ahead with Russell Gage. Gage will have to see probably Marshawn Lattimore in this one just because they don't have a lot of receivers. The other concern for the Falcons in this game is that Kyle Pitts has a hamstring issue. He kind of pulled it last week against the Bills, so didn't practice early in the week. We'll see if uh, he can get better here in the next two days to play. That would really hurt this Falcons offense, and they would be really locked into Cordell Patterson and Mike Davis in a really bad matchup for the running game. So, We've seen uh, Matt Ryan make it work with guys like Olimedia, Zacchaeus, and everyone out there playing for him, but it's going to be difficult without Pitts and Ridley here to move the ball lot. So let's uh, temper our expectation. I really don't like Patterson. He's really faded the past two weeks. They've kind of realized it's over here as a hybrid player. He was red hot and getting it done in fantasy every single week, but this matchup is not very good here again, and Davis is getting a little bit more run. So avoid the Falcons if you can in fantasy here. It's just gotten worse for them as this uh, week has gone on with their prospects of uh, producing here against New Orleans. I still think this could be a low-scoring game and the Falcons could steal it, but that's the only way they're going to steal it. If it's another potential shootout, I don't think that's going to happen here for Atlanta. But Atlanta will have spoiler on its mind. It is at home here, so again, I don't expect a lot of fireworks. I'm going to get a low-scoring total. It's going to be in the low 20s at best here for these two teams, so don't overextend in finding players. Now, we still have three more games to talk about, and we'll do that. We two of our games from the NFC West, the final two games that NFC West play this year. Then we have the game with the AFC West between the Chargers and Raiders. All good stuff to break down some of the more exciting games there to close the schedule here in Week 18. Hey, fantasy football fans, this is Vinny Iyer with the incredible app everyone needs to know about who buys gas, and that's everybody. It's called GetUpside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cashback, and there's no catch. The cash. The cashback gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN there to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back only at GetUpside. All right, time to close our look at the matchups here for the 2021-2022 regular season here. Seahawks, Cardinals, 6.5 point favorites. Arizona is at home against Seattle. 48 is the over-under. That's what we had there uh, from FanDuel. Now let's look at the Seattle and start with them. They're on fire. Russell Wilson, kind of like an NBA Jam situation developing between him and... Rashad Penny and DK Metcalf. I mean that's what it's happened. It was just the three of them doing everything last week. Rashad Penny went off uh, from wire to wire against the Lions. Yeah, DK Metcalf had been quiet for a good chunk of the season. He had a touchdown there in week 16, explodes for a troika on the Lions there for Russell Wilson against the Lions. So Look, the Cardinals defense, a little bit better than the Lions, but this is also a Cardinals team that lost to the Lions. So the Seahawks will have success moving the ball. There's a few key injuries on the Cardinals defensive line there between their two uh, rushers there. That's uh, Zach Allen and Jordan Phillips. Those are part of their defensive line. So good chance for Rashad Penny to be effective. Now, that's what uh, really puzzled me about the Cowboys last week. They kind of gave up on the running game early. Part of it is the Cardinals put them in a the negative game script, but the Seahawks are going to be relentless about the run. The Cardinals are vulnerable up front there. Remember, J.J. Watt is also not up there to uh, control things there for them in the running game. So they're okay linebacker, but they're better suited to rush the passer. So I don't think Seattle's going to shy away from feeding Rashad Penny in this game one last time. And keep in mind, uh, the Seahawks declined the option first-round pick on Rashad Penny, they might be reconsidering that. If he stays healthy and keeps running like this, And they're kind of justifying why they thought he could be special as a first-round pick. Still not a very good pick because he's paying dividends only so many years later and Chris Carson was the starter until he got hurt, so keep that in mind. But we'll see how this backfield changes next year. I don't know if they can trust Carson with all the injuries. He just can't stay on the field here. may want to clean it up may want to stick with Penny, might want to go in a different direction there and invest highly in a running back here. We'll see Pete Carroll and Shane Waldron in this offense could be completely different. Wilson may not be there either. So let's look at Penny. For now, he's the guy you're playing. Metcalf is hot. Tyler Lockett is hot. So these guys all stay in your lineup here. And good to see the Seahawks' regular offense, so to speak, return here with everyone healthy and productive here. So Russell Wilson is a QB1. Metcalf stays as a wide receiver one. Tyler Rockett, wide receiver two. Penny as an RB1 based on his volume here for Seattle. Cardinals, uh, Kyler Murray. He's a bit of a wild card, but he got back on track against the Cowboys last week. So he's in there. This could be a bit of a shootout. 48 again is the over under. So close to 50. You can feel more confident now. What do you do in the passing game? You got uh, Wesley in there cutting in with Green and Kirk and Ertz. These are the guys that he's throwing to, kind of wide receiver and, and tight end by committee with Ertz being an extension of those wide receivers here. So, again, it's hard to predict. Unfortunately, these guys all have decent floors, but their existence with each other also hurts their uh, really their upside here. So, Wesley's a guy that they like in this offense. He's more of a red zone threat with his size. However, when you look at uh, Ertz and what he can do in, in this one, I think he'll be busy. The Seahawks are not very good in covering the tight end. Jamal Adams was bad at it. He's not in the lineup anyway. They have one of the worst safety situations in the NFL. So Zach Ertz I really like a lot in this game. Now, in terms of the receivers who can get it done, Ronda Moore has been on the shelf for the Cardinals, and they've been trying different guys in that spot here to be the players. Now, in terms of the best matchup between Christian Kirk and A.J. Green, I still think it's Kirk over Green here that they trust a little bit more. So I think a lot of Kirk and Ertz, in the middle of the field working against the Seahawks there versus trying to push it outside to Green and Wesley in this game. and The backfield is a hard thing to navigate for the Cardinals as well. The Seahawks are pretty vulnerable in run defense, however, so if James Conner misses the game again, Chase Edmonds is an easy RB1. Should James Conner play, both of them drop into RB2 slash flex here, but I figure the Cardinals will try to run and control the action as much as possible there to protect their defense Uh, And uh, protect Murray and also uh, keep Wilson off the field. So we'll uh, watch it. It may come down to the wire again for Connor there in the final game. But if Edmonds is the man again, I'd really like him this week to have a big, big game against the Seahawks. uh, Rushing and receiving here as the sole member leader of this backfield. So 6.5 is the spread here. So the Cardinals should be playing with lead in a positive game script. That's going to help their running game there. But yeah, receiving core... Looking at Ertz and Kirk helping Murray the most in this game. Now, let's uh, go to the other NFC West matchup, the one to close the season. 49ers have closed the gap to four points here. The Rams are favorites. In Los Angeles, 44.5 is the over/under. Rams hoping to play back here in the Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium. Let's start with the 49ers. So, Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, looks like it could come down to the wire here. Jimmy did get a limited practice in with the right thumb. Kyle Shannon has adamantly said that if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy, they're going to start him. And they do have good results there. Remember, they blew out the Rams in the first meeting in San Francisco with Garoppolo. So there's good evidence there that he wants to go in that direction. Really for fantasy, that doesn't excite us as much. Trey Lance is more an individual player that we like over Jimmy Garoppolo. But in terms of facilitating George Kittle, the chemistry isn't quite there with Lance and Kittle the way it was with uh, Garoppolo and Kittle. And they've been playing together for a while here. We saw that it was fine with Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, so either way, they're fine here in this matchup, but one of them is going to see a lot of, uh, you know, Ramsey, we'll see if Brandon Ayuk sees him more, because they can move around Debo Samuel, but they can also move around Ayuk, so let's see what happens and plays out there, but I still am going to trust Debo Samuel as a wide receiver one, Ayuk is a wide receiver three, and George Kittle, hopefully he gets it going here, maybe they work on that to make sure he's a big factor here, because... The Rams can be vulnerable against the tight end. They got eaten alive by Mark Andrews last week. And again, better to attack them away from Ramsey. Their linebackers and safeties here. And I think Garoppolo with his veteran presence can do that a little bit more than the very young rookie Lance. So something to keep in mind there. But if Lance goes, he's a guy like, uh, I'm not going to play Jimmy Garoppolo in this matchup on the road. But Lance goes, he's got the running floor. We saw that happen early last week. And then he totally went off there. Late in the passing game, got a TD to Eli Mitchell and a TD there to Samuel. Now speaking of Mitchell, we'll see if he can go. A Different type of injury this week, knee. They're just being careful with his reps, but they didn't hesitate to put him back in a feature role there ahead of uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. So keep that in mind. If he's good to go and active, they're going to give him a full workload. If They have any doubts, they're going to shut him down and not play the rookie with a knee injury against the Rams and go back to Wilson in this game. So you can't have success running against the Rams more than you think. We saw that with. The Ravens last week. So if Mitchell's in or Wilson's in and they're getting the majority of the touches, they're in. So back end to RB2 flex. But if it's Mitchell, more of an RB2 there this week. And uh, the principles of the passing game, as I described, I'm going to avoid the 49ers defense in this one, uh, as well as uh, Robbie Gold on the Rams side of things. Uh, the player principles. This is going to be a good passing game matchup all around. The 49ers secondary shots. Now they're two. Uh, Safety is Joukowsky, Tart and Jimmy Ward are dealing with some issues. So they might not be out there, but uh, k1 Williams also a concern here. So really they can shred this to 49ers secondary. Another big game for Cooper Cup is on its way. Odell Beckham Jr. scores, is getting it done here. He's really cut into the upside of Van Jefferson here. as a big play-dependent uh, player here in the year two. So again, you can't trust Van Jefferson as much because you're not sure if he gets the volume The 49ers are pretty good against a tight end. They still have Fred Warner out there at linebacker. It should be okay with Dre Greenlaw. So when you look at the 49ers, I think they'll just be a little bit more careful here uh, covering the tight end. So this is going to be a lot of Cup and a lot of Beckham and a lot of uh, good play from Stafford. Stafford is struggling with the interceptions, so that can always come into play here. But I think they'll get it done with high volume. The 49ers are middle-of-the-pack run defense. So uh, we'll see. The Sonny Michelle. Situation. He's still going to be the lead back here without Daryl Henderson, but the one wrinkle is that Cam Akers is supposed to play, but I can't imagine they would give Cam Akers a big or important workload coming right off IR. I think what they're going to do is uh, kind of get his feet wet here and then turn him loose in the playoffs. So that's what they want. And they can't get the number one seed which is unfortunate, so they got to work in acres next week on short rest, but I think they're going to get his feet wet here. Michelle's going to still see the majority of the carries. And again, two teams there, Sean McVay, Kyle, Shannon, both of them follow this philosophy. They like to not play committee. It's more so from week to week, whoever their healthiest and most trusted back is, is going to get the highest volume in that. So Michelle should be okay for one more week here. But again, it's not the easiest matchups. but it you know, was last week against the Ravens, and he came through there. So some people might be off Michelle because the Ickers return and DFS, but I think he's not a bad option here, especially if the Rams take control and get a lead with their passing game here. Uh, but, yeah, don't like Higby. I don't like the defense this week uh, that much. I mean, you can play them a little bit more if Trey Lance is in there. If Jimmy Garoppolo is the veteran, I wouldn't uh, feel as good about the Rams here in this game. Finally, let's go to the Chargers-Raiders matchup on Sunday night football. This is going to determine who gets in the playoffs behind the Chiefs for the most part. At least these teams tie, and a whole bunch of weird things happen. They could both get in the playoffs, but really, it's like a playoff game before the playoff game. The Chargers are three-point favorites on the road. They crushed the Raiders, 28-14, in the first matchup there. That was way back in Week Four, 49 and a half. Is the over/under. So of all the games we talked about here on the back end, 49 and a half, the one that's closest to 50 here. Let's start with the Chargers and uh, start them if you got them with the Chargers. I think. So, Justin Herbert, lock him in as a QB1. Austin Eckler is going to be need to, to do some damage here, so he's fine. Justin Jackson cannot be played, with Eckler seeing the big volume. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, and then if you need Jalen Guyton, if he's good to go in this one, you can go there. You can also go Jared Cook, if you're looking for a tight end in this one as well. So, the Raiders are pretty bad against a tight end. They're pretty bad against uh, peripheral receivers here. So, all that said, the Chargers, uh, start him if you got him within reason here in different capacities. So with the wide receivers, Allen is a wide receiver one. I think uh, Williams is a co-wide receiver one this week. Guyton with some wide receiver three appeal and Cook with some backdoor, tight end one, tight end two, borderline. plays this this week, Joey Bosa on the defense also coming on strong for the Chargers. Big game last week against the Broncos. So if you want to try them again here, I know it's on the road, but again, these two teams really don't have home field advantage between Los Angeles and Las Vegas. And it's a controlled environment here. Bosa could really disrupt things there in front of Derek Carr. I don't love Derek Carr in this game because the Chargers' pass defense is dangerous when they have Bosa and the pressure up front and their secondary is pretty healthy, which it is now. It's really tough to throw on them. So, still going to play Hunter Renfro. He's getting a lot of volume in the slot wherever he is. He just scheming him open, but attaching him to Derek Carr is hard here. I also think the Raiders are going to go run heavy with Josh Jacobs. He's battling a ribs injury, but two great games in a row for Josh Jacobs. A 100-yard game and the touchdown last week, so... They're going to ride Jacobs as much as possible. What do we say about the running back and tight end correlation? Their team struggles. The Chargers are bad on both fronts here. And the other thing you can look at is uh, that Darren Waller has an injury that he hasn't played with. But got a limited practice. He was totally off the radar, not practicing. We don't know if he could have gone against the Colts if he had not been the COVID-19 protocol. So we wouldn't know that. But... Maybe a chance to return. And I think if there's any chance, they're going to put him in there because he's a big factor. The Chargers have not been good at covering the tight end. So if Darren Waller's playing for the Raiders. He's playing for your fantasy team and is a great option here and a must-start here in playing the showdown get slate for this particular game on Sunday night. So keep that in mind. So run Renf- for Waller in, but pause on Derek Carr because I think this is going to be run-heavy approach not on the passing game. He still could get multiple touchdowns, but he could also have multiple turnovers and less than 250 yards in this game. It would not surprise me at all there in this one. I do like the Chargers to win this one uh, in 27-20, uh, somewhere in that range here. So a little bit disappointing with the scoring and maybe the yardage, but yeah, and, uh, that's the way we look at it. So there is your look at your eight games in the back half of the Week 18 schedule. Yeah, that's the final week of this 2021, now into 22 regular season. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Don't forget, we'll be here Friday as well with our lineup Friday. Because it is Week 18, a lot more focus on DFS, so we will dive more into that. Looking at the best uh, core players to target there. Whether you're playing cash games or tournaments, whether you're playing on DraftKings or FanDuel, we'll get that for you as well as the final word on the injury updates there, COVID-19 list, and everything you need to know and who's being rested and all that for Week 18. Now make your second list of Locked On Bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, the expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Four, Locked On Fantasy Football. This has been Vinny Iyer. This has been another Matchup Thursday here. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll catch you there tomorrow to close the week here before the final week of the 2021 regular season.